Lager's Carpool is brought to you by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First off, it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast as well, with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to Lakers Carpool. My name is James Brooks. I'm your host. Thank you for joining me on my drive to work this morning. The Lakers lost big to the Milwaukee Bucks last night on Tuesday night. Lakers play again tonight against the Portland Trailblazers. All that plus more. Let's jump into it. All right, so the Lakers lose big to the Bucks last night, 131 to 116. Lakers were down by as much as 30 points in this game. Just a, an awful game by the Lakers. Milwaukee, I mean, they're a good team. And like I talked about in my last episode, I did not expect the Lakers to win this game necessarily. I did expect it to be a little closer, though. That's for sure. Lakers found themselves down by 30 at one point. At one point in the game, with about five minutes left or so in the third quarter, the Bucks were shooting the lights out of the gym. They were shooting about like 64% from the field and 60% from three. They ended the game at about 54% from the field and 41% from three. So still a good shooting game by them. Lakers shot okay from the field, 51% from the field, 31% from three. So, I mean, not a great game by the Lakers just from the, that stat alone, but not not an awful game. I mean, LeBron James put up 27. Anthony Davis put up, I want to say it was 22 points. Malik Monk put up 20 points. Uh, Anthony Davis shot, well, he shot 80%. He, shot, he went 8 for 10 from the field. LeBron shot like 58% from the field. Those three guys played well. Russell Westbrook only 10 points. Again, another disappointing game from Russell Westbrook. And the Lakers just don't have the pieces around them and the team that they on the team that they need to to be at an, an elite level. It's kind of crazy to to see because I mean, you think about previous years with the when the Lakers win the win the championship in 2020, they, I mean, all everyone, all the talking heads in the sports world and stuff, were talking about how the Lakers have no depth. This team is just LeBron and Anthony Davis. They they don't have what they need to win a championship. This team is kind of similar almost, I feel. I, I mean, they have bigger names, but those names are maybe a little more... They're older, a little a little washed maybe, not past their, they're past their prime. But this is like this is a team... Uh, this is a, a squad of players that are good players, but they're not a good team. That's kind of my takeaway with this. They're, they don't have the chemistry. They don't know how to play together. They don't play defense. And they just don't... They just don't have it this season. That's that's kind of where where we're at. Lakers defense was abysmal. I mean, like I mentioned, they gave up. They allowed the Bucks to shoot sixty four. Like at one at a certain point in the game, where the th- where the third quarter was almost over, the Bucks were shooting six in the sixty percent range from both just the field and from three pointer, which is crazy. And I mean, like props to the Bucks, right? You have to hit your shots. Even if you're left wide open, you still have to hit your shots. So it's not just bad defense from the Lakers. It's also good shot making by the Bucks. But, I mean, some of these shots, they're just wide open. The ball movement, the Lakers don't know how to defend it. It's unbelievable. And this is about as healthy as the Lakers are going to be all season. I mean, Carmelo Anthony was out with 
So I think hamstring. He, he was out with. He's like day to day, so he was out again against the Bucks, and then Kendrick Dunn was out. But for the most part, outside of Carmelo Anthony, this is the Lakers. This is the Lakers team this season, and Carmelo Anthony. While it does hurt to miss him from an offensive standpoint, from a defensive standpoint, it doesn't hurt at all. I mean, he's an awful defender. So him not being on the floor, like the Lakers playing bad defense without Carmelo, is not getting better with when Carmelo comes back. You know what I'm saying? So this team is this is what we got, and they're they're in the ninth seed, three games below 500, and it it's kind of a mess. You know, I said in my last episode, I hoped. Anthony Davis could go up against Giannis, slow him down a little bit. You have LeBron out there. You can you can make it a game. It, Lakers might not win, but you can at least make it a game. That was my that was my hope for the Lakers. Giannis ends up with 44 points in the game. Absolutely demolishes the Lakers. Lakers have no interior defense. They leave shots wide open out by the three, and and you they end up losing 131 to 116. It felt like they should have just lost by 30 the entire game. The Lakers did go on a bit of a run at the end of the game, and they they brought it within 10 points at one point. I mean, it went, it went from a 30-point deficit to a 10-point deficit with, like, five minutes left in the fourth quarter. They went on a massive run, like 22-9 to nine run or something like that, 22-7. to seven. And it looked like they might be able to squeeze something out and make it a close game. It was probably too little too late anyways, even if they brought it within single digits. But they couldn't catch a break. They couldn't, you know, they got it within, I think, 10 and then gave up a 3. Or they might have even brought it within, like, 9 almost. But and then the, the, right when they bring it as close as it had been in a long time, they hit, Bucks go down, hit a 3. Lakers go down, can't convert. Bucks go down again. Drew Holiday hits, like, a runner or something like that. So just a just a bad game from the Lakers and the thing is is you see that run over the course of like the from the end of the third quarter through the fourth quarter the Lakers went on a run for that the majority of that time and they brought it they made it a close-ish game you know compared to what it was they still ended up losing by they still ended up losing 131 to 116 but they made it a they made it they gave themselves a chance. I'll say that if the if they had stopped the Bucks a couple more times, they went down and scored. It would have been a close game. They would have been, you would have seen the the score at the end of the game. You went, well, okay, well the Lakers, at least they competed. At least they fought. But in this case, you know they they don't get those stops. They don't get those conversions on the other side, and they end up losing by 15. So it's a tough tough uh, situation there for the Lakers I you know I don't there's there's reports after the game that the Lakers feel urgency with this team they need to make changes and blah 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 I don't see what they can do at this point I you a team with Russell Westbrook is just not a good team at this point with the Lakers like they could trade THT they could trade Kendrick Nunn they could do all this they could trade all these guys but if if Russell Westbrook is on the team they're still going to struggle. Like, I don't understand what his issue is. I, I think it's a confidence issue. He's He goes out and he's not playing well. Then he gets bagged on by, like, ESPN people and gets bagged on by little podcasts like me and gets bagged on on Twitter. And, of course, like, his confidence is low. we got to be able to over- overcome that. I mean, the Lakers, I don't know what the Lakers saw in him from the beginning. I'll never understand it. I will continue to talk about it as long as he is on the team. He 
maybe he had good, some good games with the Wizards because the Wizards were not a good team. Uh, you know, I'm not sure. I didn't really follow him much when he was on the, on the Wizards. But from what we've seen, and I, this is exactly what I expected from him. I expected inconsistency. I expected inability to shoot the basketball. I, I expected turnovers. I expected... I mean, there, there was a stretch where he was playing decent. He was making good passes. Even if he wasn't putting up the amount of points we, we want, would have wanted, he was at least like making good passes and stuff. But he can't play defense. He's always he's lost on the court. I mean, he's, he's considered an NBA superstar. At the very least, an NBA star, right? I mean, what's the difference between a superstar and a star? It's a fine line, I'm sure. But, like, he's somewhere in between in how people think of him. And obviously of what the, the Lakers thought of him. And he's just not that. I mean, I so I keep it's funny because my takes on Russell Westbrook go up and down. They, because of his inconsistency. Like before the before the Lakers played Charlotte, the most recent game, or when they were playing him, I was kind of ragging on him saying that he's a glorified role player, blah blah blah. And then he goes down and scores 30 points. Lakers almost win the game after being down pretty big to to the Hornets. And so I go on the podcast and I say, well. Russell Westbrook, he proved me wrong. I said this about him during the game, and he went out and he played well, and he gave the Lakers a chance to win. But, I mean, I don't even know what to say. Like, the thing is, is like, that's what the Lakers, like, I've always said since I've started this podcast, the Lakers, they have Anthony Davis and LeBron. They just need one more guy to step up, whether it's when they won the championship that season, right? It was it was inconsistent. Sometimes Danny Green would step up. Sometimes KCP would step up. Sometimes Alex Caruso would step up. And, you know, when I say step up, I mean, like, from a scoring standpoint, putting up 15-plus points, right? You would have Anthony Davis and LeBron putting up almost 30 each. And then you would need at least a third guy to put up close to 20, and then the rest of the role players to do their thing. With the Lakers so far, so we have, at least recently, you know, LeBron, Anthony Davis, Malik Monk playing pretty well. And then, you know, we had Stanley Johnson. He put up 16 points off the bench against the Bucks last night. So there you go. That's your points off the bench. That's pretty good. But then you have Russell Westbrook putting up 10 points. I mean, Russell Westbrook puts up almost 20 points. And I get it. When LeBron, Anthony Davis, and Malik Monk are all scoring... There's only so much to go around, so much scoring to go around. But, you know, you you got to get a little more scoring from Russell Westbrook. You got to get a little more scoring off the bench as well. And that's the thing is the Lakers, they don't – they can't play defense and they can't shoot – they can't score the basketball. It's unbelievable. Like, and I just can't believe I, – I'm still – I don't think I'll never forgive Rob Palenka for, for the situation that the Lakers are, have been put in because – I mean, they can make some moves in the offseason. I mean, this season's a wash. Like, Lakers will probably be in a, be in a play-in tournament. They'll probably... Maybe they'll make the playoffs. I won't, won't even say they'll probably make the playoffs. Maybe they make the playoffs. But after that, I mean, maybe you win a few games because you have LeBron and Anthony Davis. But LeBron said it last night after the game. He said something something along the lines of the Bucks are on another... On, the, he said the Bucks are on another level, and it's a level that I don't think that we can that we'll get to this season. He basically said that like this Lakers team is done. We're like the Bucks are a championship level team. They're going to contend for a championship. Will they win one? I don't know. They'll they'll contend for a championship. So LeBron's basically saying that the Lakers are not a championship contending team, and it's done. And 
the trade deadline comes up on Thursday. That's tomorrow. Lakers have no moves. They have nothing they can do. They have, unless unless some team throws the Lakers a bone and, and accepts a trade for Russell Westbrook that is decent, you know, I'm talking like John Wall, Damian Lillard, Miles Turner, right? Like those types of guys. Unless the Lakers throw us a, or unless another team throws the Lakers a bone and accepts a trade for Russell Westbrook, we're kind of screwed. I would love to, you know, there's there just isn't any other other way out in this situation. Russell Westbrook has a massive contract, and we're we just have to wait until we can kind of drop like it's it's just a bad situation. Lakers have to rebuild this entire team again in the off season. And after this season, who knows? Like, who wants to come play for, play for the Lakers? I, I get it. Like, after they won the championship, Lakers got Dennis Schroeder and, and Montrezl Harrell. By the way, which are guys that I'm not convinced were not the answer. I don't know if there's locker room issues. I don't know if there's issues with Vogel and those guys. I know Schroeder had some had his own issues. I know Schroeder wanted a ton of money and all that stuff. But I wasn't convinced after last season that we should have just blown up the whole team obviously the Lakers made their bed without the Alex Caruso situation which was dumb also so I mean the Lakers they (laughs) they blew up a team that won a championship and contended for a championship for a team that can't play defense and can't score the basketball I mean that's that's as simple as it is and it's it's pretty embarrassing I mean Lakers play the Bucks tomorrow or sorry tonight or man the Bucks they play the Blazers tonight. I'm just getting my words all mixed up. Lakers play the Blazers tonight, which is a, a winnable game. Lakers should get the win. They got a five-point win against them last time a week or two ago. So that was without LeBron, I'm pretty sure. So we have LeBron back and Anthony Davis and, and whatnot. Lakers should get, should get the win. The Blazers have been in some trades recently. They traded C.J. McCollum. They traded... Norman Powell so they've kind of blown things up a little bit so this Blazers team they traded for Josh Hart from the Pelicans I forget who else they added but it's not not, nothing too crazy where they should really have a chance to beat the Lakers the Lakers will give them a chance to beat them because they just do that teams that can't play defense give other teams chances to beat them throughout the entire game so they'll the Blazers will have a chance to beat the Lakers in this game, the Lakers, I doubt the Lakers blow them out unless LeBron or Anthony Davis just goes off, but this this season, it's pretty much a wash at this point, Lakers stand in, at the, in the ninth seed, they're, they'll, unless like things get really, really bad, they'll probably stay around the ninth seed, like the 10th seed team is the Pelicans who are like 10 games below 500, the Lakers are 3 games below 500, so unless, I mean, unless CJ McCollum goes off on the Pelicans and <laughs> they go on a bit of a run, the Lakers keep, keep sucking then maybe they will uh Lakers are in some trouble but they're they're in a spot at least where like it's unlikely that they'll drop below the ninth seed I feel hopefully they can still make a run I mean I still hold out hope the the whole point in being a sports fan is having hope that your team can do things that maybe you won't even don't even expect you have to have some hope as a sports fan or else it's just there's what's the point that's kind of how I feel so I do hold out some hope that the Lakers can still go on a little bit of a run maybe get out of the ninth seed get up to the seventh seed 
there's still a chance they can get up to the sixth seed. But as the season keeps going, you know, you have you have LeBron, your team leader, basically saying that this team is not a championship level team, which I think we've known that for a long time. It just hasn't been publicly said by anyone on the team. But now that you have LeBron saying it, I'm sure chemistry. I mean, chemistry didn't seem that great on this team to begin with, but I just I could see guys checking out and whatnot. There's also the opportunity where LeBron says that, right? Like, we're not on the same level as the Bucks. We, we probably won't be on the same level this season. And maybe that takes a load off the guys. Maybe that's, that's a burden off the guys' backs. Maybe it makes them play more free. There's less expectations. They can go out and play well and, like, just play. And maybe that leads to them playing well, winning some games, and, and making a little bit of a run. Who knows? Like, maybe lowering the expectations will help this team. I don't, I don't know. But... It's been high expectations for a team that has had trouble meshing, has had trouble performing just in general, and it's been a frustrating season. So I I am I don't know. I I have lowered my expectations. I don't I don't think the Lakers make a playoff run. I don't think the Lakers do anything. I mean, I know we've seen this with the LeBron team before with the Cavs. Everyone points to LeBron and having this team where there's like Dwayne Wade and Derrick Rose and and whatnot and you know they bring in Larry Nance and some other guys and they run they make a run and go to the championship and they they end up losing the finals to the Warriors but you know it with Anthony Davis and LeBron I will I don't want to count them out but it's it's really it's almost impossible if you don't get any any help and so the Lakers they're saying that they feel urgency to make some moves to change the team to to fix what's not working which is great but I feel like it's a little it's a little too little too late at this point you know like we saw these issues months ago and I think they kept holding out hope like okay let's wait for the team to get healthy let's wait for Russell Westbrook to get integrated into the team and and everything to start working out but none of that I mean the, the team got somewhat healthy I mean we're, st- we're still dealing with s- some some issues I mean Kendrick Dunn will probably never play a game in a Lakers uniform which is that that sucks I mean I think Ked- I think you have this team fully healthy you have Kendrick Dunn and, and whatnot it looks different I I don't know if I think this that would make the Lakers a championship contending team but it looks different so I mean that is a bummer Russell Westbrook never has gotten integrated enough to play consistently but that's kind of who he is. I feel like he is integrated. He just doesn't play consistently. I mean, he shoots jump shots from 15 feet out off the side of the backboard as an NBA player. If that was a stipulation to be an NBA player, there we would all be NBA players. <laughs> we could all shoot the basketball off the side of the backboard. Obviously, we can't, you know, run and jump as high as Russell Westbrook does and do other things that he does well. But, like, I mean, it that just to, like, boil it down to one thing, it's like... An NBA player that's getting paid forty, what forty four, forty five million dollars a year, is shooting fifteen foot jump shots off the side of the backboard. Like I would, you see that you're warming up playing basketball. You see that you're like, I don't know if I want that guy on my team playing pickup. You know, like that. That's like that's that's how bad it is. I don't. I know Russell Westbrook does other things well. I know he can pass well. I know he's athletic and whatnot but at this point like he's 
the bad things are outweighing the good things on a nightly basis. Blowing layups, airballing five foot jump shot. You know, it's just like there's a. I posted a, a like a video on Twitter not too long ago about Russell Westbrook, and I it was it was like highlights, but like bad plays that Russell Westbrook had against the Lakers in the final or in the playoffs back in 2020 in the bubble. And I was just like, yeah, the Lakers saw. The Lakers played against this and decided, yeah, it's a good idea. Let's get him on the team. Let's trade for him to get on the team. You know, it's like, I don't know what they were thinking, but the the bad is outweighing the good for sure. So Lakers need to make a move. They say they want to make a move. They say they have urgency to make a move. I don't know. I mean, like I said, I don't think anything, I don't think any trade outside of Russell Westbrook really helps the Lakers much. You can trade THT. You could trade Kendrick Nunn. But, I mean, the reports yesterday were Josh Richardson from the Celtics. That trade isn't going to change the Lakers that drastically. Maybe he can play some defense. Maybe he can shoot the basketball a little bit. But trading THT for Josh Richardson isn't drastically changing this team to anything that it's not already, in my opinion. I think that at this point, like, Russell Westbrook is the trade piece. If you can't trade Russell Westbrook, don't make a trade. I mean... We, people were saying this all day yesterday, right? Like, uh, no trade is better than a bad trade, which I do agree on. Agree with. I mean, for instance, trading Anthony Davis for, I don't know, three young players. That's probably a bad trade. Unless one of those young players it happens to be the next Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant or, or something. But that's probably a bad trade. So no trade would be better than doing that trade. Same thing with Russell Westbrook, right? Like Russell, like you trade Russell Westbrook for, I don't know, some, some young player on the Thunder, right? It's like, first of all, I mean, you have to make the salaries match up and stuff, which it's with Russell Westbrook, it's hard. The hard, the issue is the salary matches that of a superstar, but the play does not. the The court on court performance does not. So you have him in line with guys like John Wall and Damian Lillard and, you know, even like James Harden, Ben Simmons, all those guys, right? Like, he's that's where his salary is lined up with, but his his style of play is not like the, is not matched up with that. So, so you can't be like, oh, hey, we need to make a trade for Russell Westbrook. And then, I mean, I guess you could like mash up a, like a bunch of smaller salaries, you know, for... 10 10 million dollar salaries or something but at that point what are you getting you're getting a ton of role players that I, like, I don't know if that helps I don't know if that helps the Lakers the reason we got we traded for Russell Westbrook was to get to have a big three to get a superstar and all that stuff and it's just it, he isn't that we would have been better off with KCP Montrose Harrell and Kyle Kuzma so I mean that's a situation I would take a trade for John Wall I would take a trade for Ben Simmons at this point. I mean, like, Ben Simmons hasn't played all season. And I I bagged on Ben Simmons at the end of the playoffs last season. But at this point, I think even Ben Simmons at his worst is better than Russell Westbrook at this point with how he's playing. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But at this point, I mean, I'm willing to take the risk. The, the risk is low. Lakers are in the ninth seed in the West. There's a very low risk at this point with trying to make a trade. But... Alternatively, you know, you have right now, I, 
there's rumors about the Sixers making a trade with the Nets with James Harden and Ben Simmons and, and whatnot. So we'll see what happens there. The Lakers, I mean, they have to be calling every team, seeing what they can get for Russell Westbrook. If they're not, then they're they're not doing their due diligence and and acting in good faith as for the for the fans of the Los Angeles Lakers, in my opinion. So I do the Lakers make a move? It's one of those things where they should 100%, but they might be in a position where they I literally just can't make a move because there's no team that wants to trade for Russell Westbrook. A, a trade for THT at this point it, it might be a mistake because the season's lost. I could understand it. Like, if we had a chance to win the championship and we needed to add a role player that could play some defense and consistently shoot shoot from the behind the arc and and whatnot like maybe trading THT for a guy like that would make sense but at this point you have a young THT he he gets to the basket well he plays well around the rim for the most part his three-point shooting isn't great but I can see some improvement there um he's a decent defender but I mean, he's only 21 years old. Like, there's so much room for improvement for, with him, and he's been playing around LeBron, and Anthony Davis. Like, at this point, hold on to him. In my opinion, unless I mean, unless you can create some great deal with Russell Westbrook and TH. Like, maybe you want to trade Russell Westbrook for like Damian Lillard or something, right? And I know people think that that's delusional. I, I probably I agree that for the most part it is, but there's like a little piece of me that holds out some hope just with how the Blazers are kind of changing things up. They've traded CJ McCollum. You know, I know Damian Lillard want, he loved playing with CJ McCollum and all that stuff. Like, I don't know. I could see a world in which Damian Lillard wants out 100%. I know there's been rumors before about him wanting out, but I, I could see a world in which he just like wants out 100%. And you can get better for Damian Lillard than Russell Westbrook. Pro- most likely, but, you know, if the Blazers are in a tanking situation where they're kind of like not obviously trying to lose games but aren't really, they want to rebuild and stuff, I've said it before, I mean, what better guy than Russell Westbrook? He can blow games for you, he can sell tickets, he can sell jerseys, and I get that Damian Lillard can also do that. I'm just saying, I'm just saying like if Damian Lillard is like really unhappy and wants out and the Blazers want to do right by Damian Lillard who's in his early 30s and is aging and has more injuries every year and, and all that stuff and want to help him get into a place where he can win a championship trade for Russell Westbrook you know that's not a bad idea I think it's a long shot and I, you know I would agree for the most part that like that trade the Blazers accepting that trade is a delusional thought by Lakers fans and maybe I'm a little delusional. I don't know, but I I see like there is a small realistic opportunity where that could happen, but I don't think it's I don't think it will actually happen. But I do hold out hope a little bit. But the Lakers, I mean, like I'm saying, they need to make a trade. But at this point, who wants Russell Westbrook? And at the, and that's the question that teams are asking, and the Lakers have to ask. And I see a world in which we go through today and tomorrow. And the Lakers don't make a trade they, because they can't. Because the team won't accept a trade for Russell Westbrook. But, you know, maybe... I think... I can't remember if I finished this thought. But, like, maybe the Blazers are open 
to discussing trades for Damian Lillard and Russell Westbrook, but they, you know, maybe they want a draft pick. Maybe they want maybe they want THT as part of that package. At that point, like maybe that's worth it. I don't, you know, I, I don't know. I'm. It's tough with the NBA because there's some people that are like pro, like keep your young guys, develop your young guys, and all that stuff. Whereas, like for me, it's like. Young guys don't win championships. The Lakers are in, a, in the business of winning championships, especially with an aging LeBron James, Anthony Davis, who is – you never know when he's going to be out with a almost season-ending injury, right? It's like time is of the essence for the Lakers at this point. Young guys don't win championships. And I know when LeBron leaves, when Anthony Davis, if he ever you know leaves or retires or has, God forbid, has some terrible injury – you're going to wish that we had some young guys or you're going to wish like the Lakers aren't starting from scratch, but I would already say that the championship in 2020 was worth it. It was worth getting LeBron James. It was worth trading all those guys for Anthony Davis, but you want to make that, you want to get more, you want to make more than just that one, right? You want two, you want three, you want to, you know, the Lakers are, since the 2000s, the Lakers have won championships in bunches, right? They won three-peat. They won back-to-back after going to three finals in at the end of the 2000, like 2008, 2009, 2010. They won in 2020. They had an opportunity to, to get to the championship again in 2021. Didn't happen. There, as long as LeBron and Anthony Davis are together, there's going to be some sort of opportunity. I think the Lakers just kind of messed it up a little bit this season. So, I hope the Lakers can find a way to make a trade with Russell Westbrook. I doubt it happens, personally. I think we just have to ride this one out the rest of the season and hope they can make some positive changes in the offseason. But, yeah, unfortunately, this this abysmal season from the Lakers, I don't see having a happy ending. And I hate to end the, end the podcast on a negative note like that, but, well, maybe we'll talk, you know, Lakers play the Blazers tonight. I think they can get a win, even with how bad they've been playing. They've beat them before. The Blazers are changing things up. they got new guys on on the team and all that stuff. I think the Lakers pull out a win. And hopefully, I mean, we play the Warriors on Saturday, so I was going to say hopefully the Lakers can go on a run. They can win some games. But unless something insane happens, Lakers are losing on Saturday to the Warriors. We have, like, these hard games peppered in. I think we play the Clippers again coming up soon, So, which is, a, again, a winnable game, especially without Paul George and Kawhi. So, but focusing on tonight, Lakers-Blazers, I think the Lakers get the win. It'll probably be close. Lakers might pull out a big lead to lose that lead. It'll be a close game, kind of like it was last time. But having LeBron back helps a ton, and I think the Lakers can pull out a win. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Lakers Carpool. If you enjoyed the episode, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts and share it on social media with your friends. You can find the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or most places where you listen to podcasts. Again, thank you so much for listening, and go Lakers!